This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, can I bring my family over for a swim now that we're allowed to have people in our backyards again? Mm-hmm. Do it. Or a cold shower, whatever you prefer. <laughs> Why? Is the heater not working now? <laughs> uh, no, the... Well... Not really. Um, Your liner has been replaced. The liner's been replaced, but something happened. I don't know. I think over the winter, maybe chunk of ice or something like that. Because my heater, it's kind of a weird situation. It's like solar heated. So it goes on my oh, carport yeah, yeah, yeah. and goes around like a radiator up there in black tubing. So the sun heats it up. A real old school type of setup. I don't no, know. I like yeah, it. But it works and it's efficient. But um, there's a like a, a right angle PVC pipe that's broken like three feet of it. So I don't know if like a piece of ice like fell on it because it was right cracked down the middle. So I turned on the pump and like water was spraying out over the house on the other side away from oh, me. Oh, you got a little water feature going. I didn't even notice. It was on for like 20 <laughs> minutes and then my girlfriend came out and was like, what is going on in the front yard? And I go out and it was like raining, like, I don't know, like a splash pad. <laughs> I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So then... But like, that could be fun too, right? Well, the could. kids run through that and then they can jump in the pool. Sure. You kink it down like somewhere and then they walk by, you unkink it, it gets them. Uncle Jim's water park. The worst part is though, like you can't, I'm not a plumber, so I don't know, I know how to measure PVC pipe and I know like I need some two inch pipe, I need some inch and a half pipe, but you can't go into the store like Rona, Home Depot, you all have to do curbside pickup, so... Like, I have to wait seven days to get this stupid pipe. Yeah. There's been a few projects around uh, the Taz Mahal that I needed to get done, but I just said forget it because I can't explain what I need because I don't have the knowledge, right? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Like this. Is it a one quarter? Is it a one eighth? What, what do you need? I need to take something into the store and like hold it up to another item so I yes. know I'm buying the right thing usually when I'm at the hardware store and I can't do it. Even with light bulbs, that's how <laughs> I usually buy my yeah, light bulbs. You, you bring hold in, them up next to each other. Yeah, you bring in the old one and just make sure you have the right one. So it is kind of tough uh, mm-hmm. buying hardware items right now. Yeah. I'm like, will the elbow go into the straight part? I don't know. I, it would be nice to just go in there and do it. To me, it sounds like you just need to roll a duct tape. That would probably that work. That probably, I cut it out, though. I did. I took a saw and oh, cut the whole piece out. So I, and then I realized I couldn't replace it afterwards, but I should have just duct taped it for the weekend. Well, 31 degrees today. I don't think you'll even need a heater. <laughs> Jim, how are you feeling about the Boston Bruins moving on in the playoffs? Um, Not bad. I uh, We talked about it a couple weeks ago, and I do want to beat... I, I do want the Leafs to beat the Bruins to move on uh, in the playoffs just because it's, tough it's team, been a long though. time coming. I, yeah, but I don't think as tough as they have been in years past. I, I don't want to jinx anything. Obviously, you know, I always get the blame when any team loses in yeah. any sport. Yeah. You guys talked about it. That's why they lost. <laughs> well, I talked about on Thursday how I didn't believe in jinxes. We were talking about me not having a Leafs jersey, and I was like, I don't believe in jinxes. It's a bunch of superstitious nonsense. And then I flip on the game a little late on Thursday night, and it's John Tavares already on the ice. Wouldn't have happened if you just wore a Leafs hat, Jim. <laughs> you know, I just like, I know it wasn't my fault. I uh-huh. know jinxes aren't real, but it's just the day you say that, and then you see the captain need in the head in a freak accident. Oh, man. You start that believing was... jinxes a little bit. That was a scary moment for sure. Good to hear that uh, that Tavares is doing okay. He's having some knee issue apparently now is the big one. Uh, Weirdly, yeah. Yeah, the concussion. So 
the concussion protocol and ever all the tests they did at the hospital uh good prognosis there but yeah when he when he was hit so when they tried to pick him up and then he went backwards i was scared he broke his neck man i oh yeah that was terrifying yeah that's it's it's so weird when you see such a tough guy so helpless right and Corey Perry, I felt bad for him too. We know pairs. Uh, we've we've had him uh, at golf tournaments. Oh, we, yeah. We've hung out with him a bunch of times. And anyone who was suggesting that he did it on purpose doesn't know the relationship between those two guys. First of all, oh yeah. And he would have had to be a ninja to pull off that move if he did it on purpose. Yeah, no, it's a tough situation. Yeah, you know who knows? He maybe he could have jumped higher. Any, I don't know. But even the announcers last night were saying that Corey Perry seems off ever since then. Like he's it, well, when you, you realize, hurt your buddy. It's you know kind of weird. You know, it'd be like being in a car accident. Because you're confident driving your car on a regular basis, but then you get in an accident, you start second guessing everything you do. Yeah. That's what I would imagine you'd be like. You don't want to, you don't want to hurt someone else. Yeah, it's fine if you hurt somebody if it's like a like a hit and you like you know you you like got them good with a legal check or something. But it's like the awkward way it happened and yeah, when you think you may have ended a guy's career, yeah, it's got to be something that sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Still, I'd rather be in Corey Perry's position than Tavares's right now. So <laughs> could be worse for Corey yeah. Perry. Big win for the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. Jim, we're getting a lot of requests for this one, so here we go. Leafs take the lead 2-1 over the Habs in the series. Matthews is crouched at the center line, blue and white pumping through his heart and mind. The ref blows a whistle, his hand goes up. The crowd goes wild with the drop of the puck. Simmons chucks knuckles as he drops the mitts. Tells both Kachuk brothers to taste his fists. This year the boys are knocking at the door. For Sittler and Clark and those who came before. Morgan Riley breaks out with the spin move. I think he learned that from Tessa Virtue. With razor sharp focus, Marner takes the pass. Undistracted by two breaths up against the glass. The team has been down and the team has been up. Been 53 years since we won the cup. Thornton's flying and grinding for that ring he's yet to earn with a beard bigger than Brent Burns. We're going the distance. We're Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going home with the cup of Stan Lee. We are playing and skating with power and grace. We're paid to see the look on Babcock's face. We're going the distance. Jim, you promise you're going to write uh, some updated lyrics if they make it out of the first round, right? Yeah, yeah, but not before. No, don't Mm-mm. even start writing them, <laughs> and you get that hat on immediately. A <laughs> couple minutes ago, we got a call off the air from a Taz and Jim listener, and I don't know how to feel about this, so I want to play it for everybody. I was recording. Okay. This is one of our listeners from London, Ontario. I just... Uh... Wondering if you give me a hand. I know you would put this on the air if you were driving through a parking lot with your wife and kids and you pulled up on a taxi cab and the guy's standing there with his penis in his hand. Right. Uh, that happened on Saturday at, uh, you know where the Staples is on Baseline in Wellington. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled up. I told him, don't look anymore. I told the guy he was a dirty bastard. <laughs> Yeah, And I, I was calling his cab company. I called the cab company. The dispatch says, right off the bat, don't accuse one of my drivers of something like that. I said, I told him there's the Tim Hortons right there. He goes, 
I'll send out a driver to take a sample. I said, how are you going to take a sample? So he gets the guy on the radio. The guy, he tells the guy, dump some water around your cab. So he dumps water around his cab. So I call the cops. To this day, oh, what, was he, not... what was he doing? Peeing? Yes, he was peeing. I thought you meant he was playing with oh, himself. Man. No, he was peeing, and then okay. I, I blew the horn at him, and he turned right at, right at us with his penis in his hand. <laughs> so I call the cops. I tell them what's going on. Six hours later, I call the cops back. Oh, we don't have, we haven't got an officer free to go over and talk to him yet. Till this time right now, I still have not heard from the police or the cab company. Yeah, I, I uh, guy definitely should have tried to be a little more discreet. But I mean, when you blow your horn at him, you don't turn. I thought he was blowing his own horn was the, no, the thing, which would have been way worse. If he was urinating, it's tough to find public bathrooms right now. Uh, the Tim Hortons is right there, and it's open. And they have the bathrooms open? Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I understand the cops are swarmed as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, if that was your wife and children, you'd be putting up a fuss. I've heard you go on the radio and say stuff. That has happened for less than that. But anyways, <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks for calling. Yeah, have a good one. So that guy, he's almost mad at me now. For not taking it as seriously as he's taking it. Right. Should I have been more upset about that scenario? I don't know. You would have, I think, if he didn't start it so high. The expectations, when you say a guy with his thing in his hands, yeah, I thought it was going in a completely Did you make different... the same assumption I did? Well, I don't know. When you have your friends over for the weekend for like a barbecue, do you ever say there was three guys in my backyard with their things in their hands? <laughs> or do you say a couple of my buddies took a pee in the, behind a tree? Yeah. Like, why are you saying it that way? Uh-huh. It's a very weird way to put it. So when it's just a pee, everything... The expectations are yeah. up here, and then when we found out what was going on, it's like, oh, that's not that big of a deal compared to the other thing. I'd be more upset, too, if it wasn't COVID, because nobody wants to go into the public bathrooms right now. The truck drivers have been complaining a lot, too. It's tough to find a bathroom these days. I'm not forgiving this guy for well, peeing. Well, yeah, don't do... I just did that. I made excuses, and, and this gentleman got angry at me. Yeah, again, if you're and if you're with your wife and kids and there's somebody peeing, don't blow the horn. Don't blow, <laughs> you don't, you you don't need more that guy's attention. But it would be <laughs> it would be funny though <laughs> if he was startled and like everything went started shooting everywhere. Yeah, well, you said that you don't turn around when someone honks their horn at you while you're peeing. I think I, it's exactly what I would do. <laughs> <Not expecting. laughs> what? If you're not Jeez. expecting it, try to pee here. Got a call from a gentleman says that he saw a guy with his penis in his hands in a parking lot in London on the weekend was a cab driver. And initially we thought he was uh, doing something sexual. But uh, as we listened to the story, found out he was urinating in a public parking lot. This guy was not impressed, called the cab company, called the police on the guy. And he was upset that nothing was done to his satisfaction to um, to show some recourse or to reprimand this cab driver who was peeing in public. I wasn't that outraged about it. This guy just called back, by the way, Jim. He didn't want to be on the radio again. Mm-hmm. But he just wanted to clarify that, yes, he's very angry with us. With uh, Fernante? Well, he thinks we're making a big joke out of it. I would never want my kid or my wife to see a random genital in public. Um, male or female. Male or female. Rando Jennies? Not good Not in fun. my books. No. But at this point, this guy has called the cab company, 
the police yeah. and a radio station. Uh, I mean, I guess I, I'm just trying to find out right. where my level of anger would be. I think I would definitely call the cab company and maybe even the police if my kid, if some guy turned around with this thing out in front of your wife and kid, is the next move to call the police? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we, I, I maybe if he was peeing, I think I'd understand. Luckily, I was not in this situation, so I didn't have to make the choice. Adam, what do you think? No, I bet the real story is we've all got that buddy that's got that wife that is over the top, and he didn't have any choice but to be fake angry with his wife and had to put on the show and call the police and follow up. And, honey, did you call the cops? Oh, I sure did. I haven't heard back from them in six hours. So So now you're blaming the wife. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, that's just going to get us in more trouble. Thanks a lot, Adam. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What are you thinking? Good. Well, you know, so I own a cab company. I mean, so I've, you know, I, I understand what the, the, you know, this, this guy's frustration is. But, I mean, obviously, if that car wasn't having a roof sign and identifying markings, and it was an Uber or a Lyft, I mean, you know, he can't call any, anyone at that company and complain. The, the problem is, like, the Tim Hortons in Hamilton are, the washrooms are closed. We have a gas station. And we have to lock our doors at 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. to the washroom because people go in there and they camp out. Yeah. And people can't use the washrooms. Like, we allow, we allow people in through the security door. It's tough. I had a, I had a moment hard. a couple weeks ago where my tummy started rumbling, and I was in a full panic because I needed to find a washroom quick, and I didn't know where to turn. Yeah, we, we, well, the ghost station, which is across the street from our main station, they've closed their washrooms to the public. The ghost station, that's the bus terminal. Yeah. You, you, you get off a bus after, you know, how, how long you've been on there. You can't use You the would encourage your drivers, it. though, if they do, last resort, have to pee outside oh. to get as far away from where well, people are as possible. Discreet. I mean, you got to find, get to an industrial area where there's nobody around. I mean, that to me is just bizarre that he would, you know, use a Tim Hortons parking lot. That's, you know, unless he was, you know, he was in the anticipation that the washrooms were open and he goes there and finds out, oh no, they're not. And now it, I'm it was just too late. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if and somebody you, honked a horn while you were peeing, do you think you'd turn around? Oh, I would. No, I wouldn't turn around. I wouldn't move. <laughs> I would. Uh, it's funny because well, I'm. We're, we're located downtown, and I mean, my whole station has become a urinal. Like every yeah. corner crevice, uh, it's it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's sad, but you know, it is the reality of what's happening right now. But you know, I, as I said, I just you know, unfortunately, this guy had markings on his car. But you know, I see people. It's no, Uber and Lyft's around. fault now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, you guys you guys are great. Take care. Happy to report I got vaccinated on Thursday afternoon. Nice. Got the Moderna. Two cc's of funky cold Moderna. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Sore arm for about 24, 48 hours. That's uh, what they say, yeah. Other than that, I was fine. Nice. Could have been a little tired from the from the shot, but it also could have been the beers I was drinking while watching hockey. So they don't they don't say don't drink for forty eight hours. They don't give you that kind of warning. They didn't tell me not to, <laughs> so I took that as a green light to go ahead and do it. Yeah, well, I mean they're giving away free beer in certain bars in the states to get the shot, so I'm sure it doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to hear. I talked to a lot of people over the weekend who were saying, yeah, got mine, got mine, so we're moving in the right direction. And uh, the Premier making an announcement, opening some stuff up uh, this past Saturday and and even more in a couple weeks. So 
uh, let's get back to normal here and get it in you. If I could get it and it didn't uh, didn't affect me, I'm the biggest hypochondriac and couple allergies here and there. Yeah, I got allergies galore, and I think most people should be okay. Check with your doctor and mm-hmm. get your shots. They're uh, shutting down the Canada's Wonderland vaccine clinic. Really? Yeah, they're moving it somewhere else to another location. Kudos to Canada's Wonderland for helping out with the the vaccination process. Obviously, they want everyone to get back to the park to start riding the roller coasters and having some fun. I heard a great Canada's Wonderland story on the weekend. Uh, I was over at my buddy Dean's house and I had pulled my back throwing my son in the pool and I was talking about how I always get a bad back and Dean's like well you should go to on the mind buster at Canada's Wonderland I'm like what what are you talking about he said I have an uncle for years he had bad lower back problems one day he went on the mind buster at Canada's Wonderland he heard something pop and he never had back problems what? shut up <laughs> he calls it the spine buster <laughs> imagine that's all it took yeah one imagine the satis- satisfying feeling of yeah. getting out of that roller coaster seat and living your life like normal again <laughs> i just it's like i feel like the mind buster is more likely to throw your back out going on that old rickety thing yeah maybe the bad if you're upside down and you're decompressing your spine or something i could see that helping uh-huh. but the mind buster i never would have guessed yeah apparently the mind buster <laughs> It's a chiropractic miracle. <laughs> How many times do people have to climb into monkey cages at the zoo and it not go well before <laughs> we, we figure out as humans that that's just something we shouldn't be doing? Uh, I was hoping Harambe would be the last one. A woman climbed into the animal enclosure, the monkey enclosure in El Paso, Texas at the zoo on the weekend. And she started feeding the monkeys flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> the the zoo was not impressed. These are primates we're talking about here, so they can do some substantial damage to you. They have large canines. They may be small monkeys, but they are extremely strong. They could take you to the ground if they wanted to. Anything that we have, they can get as well. So COVID was no different. So for someone to just go in there and give them food from their hands could just ruin that. It's going to take a really long time to get them back to where they were and to get them back training. Yeah. Hmm. Little spider monkeys, so it wasn't it wasn't a big gorilla, but still. Yeah. Oh, they will still mess you up. They will rip your face off. Yeah. And he mentioned COVID. Like, do we really need this thing to mutate? We, we <laughs> is this how the planet of the apes begins? The flaming mm-hmm. hot Cheetos trigger something in the monkey <laughs> DNA. Next thing you know, Caesar and Koba are running the planet. <laughs> that's that's all it takes. I I thought the Cheetos was a a cheetah thing. But maybe it's also a monkey thing. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Was this woman doing an experiment? Is she going to jump into the rabbit ex- <laughs> enclosure and try and give it tricks breakfast cereal next? Yeah. That's, at least she didn't bring her kid in there. That's usually That's true. somebody, like, it's usually a parent, like, hey, kid, let's get close to the monkey. Let's get a video for grandma. <laughs> Quick selfie. Yeah, step in the right direction, I guess. Mm-hmm. She was in there by herself with the flaming Hot Cheetos. Uh, the zoo says that uh, because that's not part of their normal diet, it could cause some uh, bowel disruptions, which, I mean, it, it, they do in, in us. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. flaming hot. You got to offer the monkey some Mountain Dew after to wash it down. <laughs> it's the only thing you can use. You got to counterbalance there. <laughs> it's all. It's all chemistry. Oh man, I mean, we've heard of rainbow butt monkeys, but flaming butt monkeys, <laughs> and they throw that stuff too. You don't want. You don't want no part of that uh, orange flying feces at the at the zoo. Yeah. No thanks. Balls of lava. <laughs> Coming over the fence. Hurled at the uh, the next round of guests at the zoo. Uh, they do have her on video. They haven't released her name yet, the woman who fed the monkeys the Cheetos, but uh, she was recognized. Her boss from work recognized her in the video. <laughs> She's always got those Cheetos with her. <laughs> and turned her in. Wow. No. She is going to be, uh, is going to be charged. According to the zoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't give monkeys flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> Jim, you're pretty excited about some uh, hot bachelorette news. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a big day for Bachelor Nation. Well, a big week. I think it was announced a few, few days ago. But uh, the Bachelor slash Bachelorette TV program, for the first time, will have a main contestant who is bisexual that means we got men and women competing for one lady's heart during one season of this show it's specifically the australia version so it's uh-huh. not north america or canada yet but they're they're crossing this barrier breaking this glass ceiling are we going to be able to watch it over here or are you going to have to search for it like I will it be on on network television in hmm. north america i don't no, they do mention MTV. Certain MTV channels have it, right? Like so not it, like the main it one. It could but the be other on, but it's not going to be the main. This won't be the main uh, North American Bachelorette show. You'll have to you'll have to hunt this one down. Yeah, I'm sure it'll make its rounds on YouTube or you know anytime Social there's media, like the yeah. Irish version of Jersey Shore or something like that. It becomes like a viral hit in Canada and America, and I'm I'm sure there'll be a lot of moments in this one too. I can't wait just to see what happens. You're a little curious. Jim. I'm curious because I got a feeling. I got and a so feeling. So is the Bachelorette. This is my. This is my bet. I bet you some of the contestants are going to hook up. I guess. I guess. No wait. No wait. Hold on a second. Because all the women will be lesbians. No, or, I guess they could be bi as well too. too. Yeah. See, these are the be crazy a different dynamics dynamic. I'm interested in here, Taz. You just never know what's going to happen. But I, my my call is that two other people will fall in love on the show. That is not the bachelor or or bachelorette main person. Okay. Yeah. This will settle once and for all. Which is the greater sex? <laughs> Men or women? Whoever this, yep. this bachelorette chooses, that'll be it. It's done. They it's won. Done. They won the contest. It's got to be the woman who's going to win. You think so? Well, they're just, they're, they're smarter emotionally. You know what I mean? They're you think men are, men are the underdog in this situation? Without a doubt. Like if you've watched the show, they're always like they have they say the stupidest things, and it's like, you know, maybe the good-looking guy will win this time, but I just feel like the women's mental connection has to beat the guys. Just the way that the show is formatted, I don't know. Yeah, I would watch. I, I'm disappointed that it's the Australian version. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping too, like, because they always have competitions between the you know the contestants. Like there was wrestling last year between the guys. So I wonder what kind of intergender competitions they'll be able to to play this year. I'm hoping another wrestling match. Okay. For the, just for the ladies to fight each other, though. 
Yeah. See, but, this is comments like that. This is why the women are going to win. You want to see women wrestle? Is mud involved well, the, in this? No, no. The, I didn't. I have no problem with the men wrestling. I want an even playing field here. Okay. Women are athletic and they can fight too. Now who's sex? I don't even know who's sex. I don't know. And now I'm getting super uncomfortable, and I'm glad that this is not the North American version <laughs> of the Bachelorette because we, we don't be, have to talk yeah, about it. We've been walking on eggshells the whole time. <laughs> Time for sports. It's Taz and Jim. Yes, big win for the Toronto Maple Leafs last night against the Habs. Uh, They now move ahead in the series two games to one. And another game tonight. This is fun. (laughs) We're cooking now, folks, with these uh, these playoffs. Also, big Canadian game between the Oilers and the Jets. Well, not if you're an Oilers fan. Triple overtime. The Jets win. They sweep the series for nothing. How big of an embarrassment is this for the Oilers, Devin Peacock? It's a massive embarrassment. It's a real gut punch if you're an Oilers fan. Uh, by the way, well, Toronto and Montreal playing their second game in a row tonight. Last night was Winnipeg and Edmonton playing their second game in a row as well. So you can combine that on top of everything that happened on uh, the, the night before. It's just been a tough, tough series uh, for the Edmonton Oilers and if I were them I have to rethink how I've constructed my team you cannot have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl as the overwhelming majority of all your offense you just can't rely on two guys like the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, did rely on one line last year in the playoffs Um, so you need the top end guys but it's more of a balance on the other three lines, and it's just so way out of whack in Edmonton. How did McDavid play during the playoffs? Was he a letdown too? He, I mean, I'm not going to pin this on McDavid. He uh, did go the first two games without uh, putting up uh, any points, but this is to me not a Connor McDavid issue. He scored last night. He did have some points uh, in game three. Uh, he So he scored uh, the past couple of games. It's not a Connor McDavid issue, especially when you have the entire team focusing on you. It's extremely hard to uh, find open space to do what you normally do in uh, in that sort of a situation. And how do you think your Toronto Maple Leafs will do against the, the Jets if they're able to get to the next round? Well, the Leafs have um, more of a, a balance in terms of scoring. It's more um, in the, uh, the Edmonton Oiler uh, realm with uh, John Tavares being out. Um, so that's an issue for Toronto. But I think Toronto is a much better team than Edmonton. And the Winnipeg Jets just needed, even though they swept the series, the games were pretty close. They just needed triple overtime to beat at Edmonton Oilers squad, so I would feel pretty strong about the Toronto Maple Leafs if you are a Leafs fan, should they get out of the first round, which they will. <laughs> Someone's got to lose their job over this, you'd think. You would hope so. In Austria, doctors accidentally amputated an old man's leg. They thought they were doing the right leg, but they did the wrong leg. So is it a left leg or the right leg well, yeah, or the wrong like- leg or... <laughs> A who's on first situation uh-huh. here. I said that. Was that the right leg? You said the right leg. No, I meant was that the right leg? <laughs> His left leg was the right leg. Okay. I, now I understand how they did it. <laughs> <laughs> the left leg was 
was no longer useful for this man. So they, they were supposed to amputate the left leg. When he woke up from surgery, his right leg was gone. Oh, man. The clinic blamed the incident on human error. Well, yeah. I mean, who else are you going to blame? Did an eagle swoop in and take it? Take the wrong <laughs> what, yeah, what, what else was the possible cause of your wrong leg being amputated? Here's the quote. We are deeply shocked that on Tuesday, May 18th, despite quality assurance standards, the wrong leg of an 82-year-old man was amputated. How you got to update those quality assurance standards, guys. Yeah, like, I, I, I get, get one person to walk in who knows the difference between left and right, holds up their hand, and does the L thing with their fingers and thumbs. Uh, uh, yeah, and just specify, is it... Is it his right or your <laughs> right? Yeah, that could have been it, too. Oh, uh, Are you looking at him through a mirror, or are you directly looking at him? It's like the whole stage direction thing. Stage mm, left, stage right. Stage stage left, right? Left, Which yeah. way am I supposed to go here? You know what the worst part of this story is, Taz? They still need to remove the left leg. Oh, so no. he still has to go through the whole operation again. And I'm guessing they didn't save the one that they took off, the wrong leg. No. They can't reattach it. Yeah. I wonder what uh, malpractice lawsuits are like in Austria. Enough to buy a pretty sweet wheelchair, I'm assuming, (laughs) for this guy. Hopefully his lawyer gets him an arm and a leg. (laughs) The hip, remarkable that we have new music from the band. Saskadelphia is the name of the album, six songs, uh, most of which you've never heard any version of before. Got to give a kudos to Alan Cross, who spoke with Rob Baker, Paul Langlois, Gord Sinclair, and Johnny Fay for the ongoing history of new music on the weekend, specifically discussing how this album came to be. The odds, Jim, were really stacked against the hip in finding this stuff. Hmm. And I had forgotten this story, but Alan started asking the hip about the Great Universal Fire. And here's a little clip of that segment. For people who don't know about the Great Universal Fire, there was a a devastating disaster in Los Angeles on the Universal lot where a whole bunch of master tapes from hundreds, maybe thousands of artists over many decades were destroyed. And uh, because you were signed to MCA back in the day, that was a universal property, that would have been, or the fear was, some of your tapes were in that storage facility. Were they? We don't know for certain. I read this article about the fire that had happened a few years earlier and how there had been a big cover-up and Universal received a huge insurance settlement but never notified the artists involved. And so the process kind of started there. It was a little bit kind of started by the New York Times mentioning the hip. The next week, the New York Times ran a series of all the artists uh, who they thought had lost material. And sandwiched between Mel Torme and the family Von Trapp (laughs) was the tragically hip. And uh, so that really kicked it into high gear. It's been a really crazy process since that universal fire. Um, You know, almost two years in the making trying trying to track this record down. Lucky they found the stuff and it didn't go up in flames. To me, sounds a little bit like a insurance fraud. I'm not pointing any fingers here. <laughs> it sounded like what he was hinting at, eh? 
Yeah. There's something going on. Did you get did you get paid for all those <laughs> tapes that went up in Flames Record Company? <laughs> I will say Great Universal Fire. It, the situation sounds devastating, but the phrase Great Universal Fire sounds much worse than a factory by a record company. Yeah, like bunch, bunch of light. <laughs> bunch of master tapes going off. <laughs> the Great Universal Fire sounds like the entire planet was on fire at one point. A little Big Bangish, isn't it? <laughs> the Great Universal. It emerged from the Great Universal Fire. Only the cockroaches survived. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.